Welcome to Lit, a podcast dedicated to life, liturgy, and the pursuit of holiness. I'm Bryn. And I'm Justin, and we're coming to you from beautiful Austin, Texas. Where each week we're talking about liturgy in everything from daily living to following Christ. Welcome to 2021. As we come back together with Bryn Bond and Justin Yon here to talk about sacraments, to pick up our journey in the prayer book. Uh, hopefully you're able to hear our specials at the end of 2020 in December on the incarnation. Um, and that was a great, I had a great time with that. Bryn did. Mm-hmm. And I, it's kind of a good segue into the conversation about the sacraments. Totally. Uh, and it was so nice to have Daniel with us and to have a guest. That was a lot of fun. Very much so. Very much so. So let's just dig in, but you know, by way of a personal anecdote, I think, um, I was, I was thinking about this conversation we we're going to have, and I was thinking about my old confirmation class. So I got confirmed in the Episcopal Church in sixth grade. Confirmation, we'll get to this a little later in, an, in a future episode, and we'll touch on this today. But just for the record, confirmation is a sacramental rite, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But part of your preparation for confirmation is, at least in 1996, 97, <laughs> 1997, that's when it was. I uh, was memorizing things. I had to memorize passages of scripture, memorize the Lord's prayer, memorize a couple Psalms, and then memorize certain pieces of the catechism, which is found in the back of the prayer book. Mm-hmm. I laugh to this day. Anytime somebody asks me what a sacrament is, I'm like an outward visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. <laughs> and, and that's literally a chunk of the definition out of the back of the prayer book. Yep. Um, but more importantly, since I've been ordained, uh, another sacramental rite we'll come back to, um, celebrating the sacraments, in other words, being the celebrant, being the priest who is consecrating at the holy table, being the priest who's blessing the water and baptizing uh, the the candidate for baptism, whether it be a baby or an adult. Mm-hmm. So powerful. And in baptism, I, I love, I think any church I've served, anybody would say, oh gosh, Justin just loves to baptize people. I literally baptize anybody any day of the week. I love, there is a sense of joy. The, the words and the liturgy itself are so powerful. Yeah. Uh, baptism to me, the liturgy for baptism and, and is just captures so eloquently. I think what we really believe um, as Episcopalians and as Anglicans. And you see that when you celebrate that sacrament, you get to participate in that joy in that grace that is being bestowed upon that recipient. And it just is a very humbling and beautiful and powerful experience for me, the priest very much. So, yeah. And the same with the table, same with the table. So, so talking about sacraments is very personal, um, very personal for me uh, at this stage in my life. And I think it's probably pretty personal. Anytime you talk to clergy about it, Um, But also, I think anytime you talk to people who just have had an intimate experience with the sacrament before, but, you know, we we sort of jumped in the deep end with this. And I think we got to back up just a little bit to say, first of all, what is a sacrament and what are the sacraments that we're talking about? Um, And so, like Justin was saying that he learned in his confirmation class um, I think we all all get this at some point, um, all of us who are ordained this, this line about sacraments being an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace, which I think was actually first said by 
uh, St. Augustine. Um, and, but the second part of that is that these sacraments are given by Christ as sure and certain means by which we receive that grace. So just, you know, at that, at this kind of high level, um, before we jump into what the sacraments are, I think it's worth dwelling on this point for just a little bit that, um, that sacraments are physical, that they are outward and visible signs, that there's a physical element to a sacrament um, that represents a spiritual grace. Um, so represents God's grace to us and that they are given by Christ to assure us of that grace, um, that they are meant to be assurances for us of that grace. That's just, that's pretty powerful. It is. And I, you know me, I always like to jump in the, jump in the deep end. Now I'll come back to the, the, the shallow end of the pool. But the, the really important aspect is, is they're not, these were not invented by the church as some right. response to Christ's life. No, no. These were given to the church by Jesus Christ for us, as you said, and as the catechism states, to receive, mm-hmm. to be assured of the grace that is flowing very much so from the Trinity to us, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's why on a personal level during this pandemic with a lot of people not being able to receive Holy Communion, yeah, it has been hard. Because it has of been that, hard. that, 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 that wafer, that, that, that body of Christ and that blood of Christ were assurances that, you know, I, I won't actually, it's not fair to say people took it for granted prior to the pandemic. I don't think that at all, uh, but you miss it because it was yeah. a big part of your formative life each week was to gather at your at your church, uh, if you go to church um, or you're contemplating going to church, this will be something you might experience and, and receive that and, and to feel that, that larger connection. Again, so we talked about many episodes ago, I, to me, remember that larger story we're a part of as God's beloved. Yeah. Um, so it's, so sacraments become, maybe in a way become the anchors of much of what we've already talked about. They become they become the anchors that ground us in this beautiful vat of grace. Well, I think that's one way of thinking about it. I think from another perspective, though, too, the other things that we've talked about prepare us for the sacraments. They prepare us through, you know, holy living to be able to receive the sacraments. Um or to live into the sacrament. So let's get real specific again, too, and say that in the Anglican tradition, in the Episcopal Church, we believe that there are two great sacraments, and those are baptism and Holy Eucharist. So when we're talking about the sacraments, we're talking about both baptism and Holy Eucharist. Um, And we believe that there are other um, important um, events in the life of the church that we celebrate, um, but we call them sacramental rites. And, and we'll get into, you know, later on, we'll get into, um, more about what those sacramental rites are, but just to, just to clarify, we do make a distinction between the sacraments and sacramental rites. Um, and Justin, maybe you can say a little bit about why we make that distinction. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking too, 
Good, good way to pass the baton. Uh, and I'll answer that question. I want to back up to something you said that's really important, uh, building upon the whole idea of the anchor and the vat, um, which I don't know why I thought vat. That's kind of a funny thing to think of today. But nonetheless, uh, so the big distinction between sacraments and sacramental rites is not everyone will participate in a sacramental rite. And again, we can flush that out later. And, and let, me get, actually, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example just to help make this distinction. Not everyone is going to get married. Not everyone is going to participate in holy matrimony, nor should they. That's not, we don't, we don't, as a church say, you must be married. We don't do that. Not everyone's called to that. Not, and and not everybody's going to be ordained. That's not what everybody's called to. Uh, Whereas the sacraments, every, we, we really want everyone to participate in the sacraments to some degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, that there is a, and, and one of the things you said about uh, pre- preparation, uh, everything we talked about is preparation for, there's two, two important things I want to highlight in that. And that is um, the, the two sacraments, Eucharist and baptism. The reason we in the Anglican tradition recognize those two, this is our reformation heritage those are the two mentioned in scripture. Yeah. Those are the two that Jesus physically, Jesus was baptized and Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. or Holy Communion. And then Paul picks up on it, of course, a little later. Um, and when you think about the movements of the, of the liturgy itself, if you go to read those liturgies in the prayer book, you tell, you can tell there's a preparatory element before you get to the physical sacrament in the liturgy. And that is all the things we've talked about leading, living a holy life, being in right relationship with our neighbor, which prayer and study um, help us to do prepares us to participate in these sacraments. Mm -hmm. Baptism has a preparatory element. um, If you read the questions you have to answer. So, so that that's a really important distinction. You know, we, we made it very, anybody can pray, you could start praying today. You could start doing the daily office today. You could start doing a lot of the things we talked about today. Uh, but today not, may not be the day you start partaking of Holy Communion. Might not be the day you get baptized. You may need to wrestle with and prepare yourself for what that means to receive that sacrament. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what, so here's, here's a, another interesting thing. So another distinction in that preparation process, that is why, uh, we priests celebrate at these sacraments, or we clergy, we ordained folk celebrate at these sacraments because we want that's what we're called to do. And we want to help you to receive. We become the find it, you'll say this much better than I will, but essentially, we become the conduits. This is part of what we're called to do to help facilitate that. God, I'm about to call it a transaction, but you know what I mean, Bren. Save me from myself here. <laughs> But we, we play a role in that. And it, that makes it different than reciting the daily office or doing yeah. a daily devotion or studying scripture. You don't necessarily need us to do that. Um, yeah. You may want to do that with us and we may want to do that with you, but mm-hmm. you know you, you don't need us. But when you come around that table for Holy Communion, you're going to need somebody ordained, i.e. a priest or a bishop. I mean, that's just yeah. the nature of it. Um. We're not the gatekeepers. We just have a particular function that we're called to through ordination um, on behalf of the church. So there's, mm-hmm. so there's just already, there's this, 
as you highlighted, and that I hope that I'm trying to save myself from, but there's some <laughs> distinctions that are very unique to the sacraments yeah. and sacramental rites. I mean, that would be a blanket statement to both. Well, and one of the things that we that we believe is happening in a sacrament, especially, I mean, if we just take the sacrament of Holy Eucharist and and look at that in particular, we believe that Christ is made manifest to us in the sacrament that Christ is through the bread and the wine um, is made really present to us and, and is, you know, of course we could get into a complicated conversation about um, consubstantiation and transubstantiation. And and we can get into that when we do our podcast, that's virtualism (laughs) that that we do our podcast on, on Holy Eucharist. So we'll get to more of that kind of thing. Um, But before getting into any of that, we can say what we do definitely all agree on is that Christ is made really present to us in a different way in Holy Communion than when we pray or than when we say our confession um, or when we read scripture. There's, There's a different way that Christ enters into our lives in those encounters um, in the encounter of Holy Eucharist than in our other encounters. Um, And so we are called to, to participate in that. As you said, everyone is called to participate in the sacraments. Um, Unlike, unlike the others um, that, that not everybody has to participate in. And I will say, by way of a personal story, a very powerful moment in my uh, ministry, I um, was going to preside over the burial of a very faithful member of the church. Sally was her name. And um, Sally was died of cancer. Um, and her final year was really fraught with um, illnesses. But she was such a faithful part of our community. And I will never forget this, that the last time... Uh, before she closed her eyes and and woke up, uh, presumably with Jesus, as we believe, she asked for the Daughters of the King prayer list. Hmm. She'd been in a coma. She had been uh, unresponsive. And then in this moment of lucidity at the very end of her life, I mean, a matter of an, about an hour and a half before she literally passed away. Wow. Um, she came to and got surrounded with family, smiled at everybody and said, I'd like to pray over the Daughters of the King prayer list. Wow. And that's what she did. And then she fell back asleep and she passed away. Wow. So at her funeral, I was trying to, I was just so moved by her faithfulness and her humility and just a lot of things that led into this, just a very powerful woman. I I, I got up and I was moved by one of my mentor clergy who had done this in the 1960s, as a matter of fact, but I was moved by something he had done and that was making a connection to the body of Christ through communion. So I'd been thinking about that and thinking about Sally. And so, and the family was so grieved by her loss because by all intents and purposes, she left this earth arguably and selfishly more than we would earlier than we would wanted her to Mm -hmm. try to bring some comfort to the families. And of course I turned to a sacrament, turned to Holy Eucharist. And I thought about what that priest said, and I took that and I, I molded it. So anyways, at the funeral and the sermon, I went out on a limb, didn't know how this was going to go over. And I just talked about how when we, that the family 
when they come to, and this was a Christ church, I said, when you come to Christ church and you gather around this table, if only in that moment, as we are celebrating that sacrament of Holy Communion, that the veil between heaven and earth is thin. Mm-hmm. And we are reminded in that sacrament, we are reminded in that bread and wine, and in the faithful gathered here on this around this earthly table, that you will see Sally gathered around that heavenly table. Mm-hmm. Because that is the body of Christ. And that is made known. That is to me the grace by which God bestowed what the grace God bestows upon us is the gift of that reality that Sally was molded into the body of Christ in a different way. And if only there in that sacrament, we could see that. So after I preached this, I really didn't know how that was going to go over. And it was not immediate. It was like a week or so later, um, Sally's husband came to me and said, what you said meant the world to me, because now when I gather around this table, I remember that Sally's not gone. She's still, Uh I'm still with her and she's still with me in a way that I never could have imagined. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not, and I I don't tell that story to make it about me. That was about Sally's life and her embodying the body of Christ. And then the sacrament becoming the assurance of that reality, that promise, that hope. And it was just a way to connect the dots. And it's a powerful moment. Um, And I think that's the reality of the sacraments for our spiritual life. I mean, they are big, dare I say, game changers, I think, um, in our spiritual life. When we come around the table, we come around the water, there's powerful things happening, whether we're the one receiving the sacrament or the one participating while somebody else is receiving the sacrament. There are powerful wonderful, magical, not magic, mysterious, mysterious mm-hmm. things happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's such a, a beautiful story and such a great way of illustrating and talking about the, that thin veil, because that's not just like a metaphor that we talk about. It's what we pray. It's what we say is happening when we gather around the altar or at the altar for, you know, to receive Holy Communion, we really do believe that it is the closest we can come um, to Christ and to those who are with Christ. And we say that in our Eucharistic prayer. Um, You know, we talk about with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven, um, that together we laud and magnify thy glorious name. Oh, I just switched right into right one language right there. But you did. That <laughs> surprises me, but you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we say that like we are connected and we are joining our voices with that whole heavenly host. Um, you know, to continue with the right one language, we talk about the church militant like the entire body of the church that spans across all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we believe that there's no time that we're closer to that than when we are at the, at the table of, of, of our Lord. Exactly. And I think, you know, maybe this is where we should probably wrap up. Um, because we're going to be able to unpack as we walk through each of the sacraments and then each of the sacramental rites, we'll be able to unpack um, this a little differently. Um, but I think that's a good place for us to leave it. Um, 
I think so. I think that's a good yeah. place to leave it. And then let's just plan on digging in a little bit more, uh, folks, with what, uh, as we dive into the Eucharist and particularly dive into baptism and the Eucharist, mm-hmm. each yeah. individually. And then we'll dive into the sacramental rites. And I think that, I think hopefully, our, our hope for you is that you'll start to see that distinction. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun to hear stories. I'm sure you and I are loaded with stories of times we've celebrated these sacraments and sacramental rites. So we'll have to share some of those funny ones and serious ones. I, I will know. be happy to share my story about the first time I had to prepare for Holy Communion uh, in my first, first job out of seminary. Um, and then y'all can laugh at me. <laughs> well, folks, um, we will see you next time. Between now and then, take care. Enjoy 2021. Have a great new year. Lit is a podcast produced by Brent Bond and Justin Yon, both priests in Austin, Texas. If you have any questions, we would love for you to email us. You can find our emails in the show notes. Please reach out. We would love to be here for you. We are so glad you've chosen to listen to our podcast, and we are always excited to hear from you, and we'll answer your questions in future episodes as they arise. So do not hesitate to reach out, and we will see you next time.